It's Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, and you're listening to America's new number one side dish to accompany your usual plate of conservative podcasts. This is the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! All right, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Man Rubs. If you use the checkout steak 15 on anything on their website, you get 15% off. They have great rubs, hilarious t-shirts, coffee cups, anything you need. They even have a blowtorch to start your barbecue. Ooh. It's pretty freaking sweet. Um, they're a big supporter of the show in the uh, conservative movement. So if you can't afford barbecue rubs, probably find a new job. Regardless of what you do, go like them on Instagram, Facebook, um, all the social media. They're they're posting some great stuff. Also brought to you by Ready Gear. If you visit Stay Ready Gear's website and use the code STEAK at checkout, you can send, save 5% off anything in their store. Conceal carry holsters, um, EDC stuff, tourniquets. If you're not a gun person, you're probably listening to the wrong show. Um, but visit them as well. Like them on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Stay Ready Gear USA. And again, that checkout code is steak, and you can save 5% off anything in their store. Everybody likes saving money. Correct. Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms has been servicing Southern California and all of the United States for over the last 10 years. Five-star reviews. He's got everything you can imagine to uh, meet some of that pew-pew needs. We're mm. talking pistols, rifles, ammo, cleaning kits. You name it, Mike's sure got it. Sure sounds like he's a licensed FFL. Sure is. He'll take care of your droves and get you uh, packing and on the streets to defend your property in the Republic. That's Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms by telephone, 619-870-6992 and at westcoastsurvivalarms.com. Um, tactical morale gear. Mm. we got a couple of those guys who really help out our show and make it great again. Uh, the boys over at Mediocre Medic and their models who show off some of their gear. <laughs> mm. yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. If you are a supporter of EMS, fire, first responders, or anybody who's working on the front lines and holding it, the guys over at Mediocre Medic will uh, take care of all of your tactical needs. Stickers, patches, apparel, etc. And then our great friend over at Dumpbox US, Marcho Friday. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You, you want to talk about some of the most awesome specialty patches. High quality. In the morale category. Both Tackle Twill and PVC? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome patches, t-shirts, flags, caps, handkerchiefs. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah, it is right there. Marcho Friday over at Dumpbox US and our friends over at MediocreMedic.com Mike, WestCoastSurvivalArms.com Some of the great friends who uh, help make our show great in addition to the boys over at Stay Ready Gear Holsters and uh, Man, man Rubs. rubs. Mm, I'm, I man rubbed a pork butt this morning and it's in my slow cooker right now. Yeah, you did. And we'll see how that goes tonight. Mm. We just had a fat tomahawk steak right oh, before this. Oh, fucking fantastic. Sure did. So It was epic. Now we all have the meat sweats as we're trying to start this show. Don't hate it. Happy Inauguration Day. Mm. 
That's a happy thing. No. Okay. I think that's actually what the sweats are from. Right. Oh boy. How many executive orders do we expect? Maybe? Seventeen. <laughs> and in two weeks, so ten days. How many executive orders do you guys expect? A fulfillment. How about this? How many executive orders? How many executive orders that are good for the country? No, zero. To retract all the great things Trump has done. Well, here's the, here's one of the things. <clears throat> and we all live in a border town, right? So we, as San Diegans, San Diegites? San Diegans? San Diegans, see the direct impact of border um, regulations and things like that. Okay. Where a lot of people, especially in D.C. when they're making all these policies, don't see the direct implications of, um, at least not the short term, like the immediate response when politicians tend to mess with the border and, and implicate um, certain laws or regulations that affect that, but it's right in our backyard. So I think there's a very um, deliberate response here. So when he's talking about legalizing a million people that are already here, a million or 10 million, some astro- astronomical number of people that are already here talking about giving them citizenships. Between which, 11 and 22 million. Which is also a slap in the face to the people that are doing it right, because it does take a while in some cases for people to obtain citizenship the legal way. Like, those people should be taken care of. If you're going to start legalizing random people, make sure it's the people that were at least attempting to do it right and not coming here doing tax evasion for the last however many years. And and that's a good point, one that we've pointed out on the show several times before. Uh, Based off of documented statistics, a lot of the Hispanic Americans, by the overwhelming majority, do not support open borders and or amnesty for illegals i would even go further to agree with that and to up that that even people in our county are probably closer to home yeah because a lot of these people that are you know you see all these protests for illegals and stuff and it's in la it's in sacramento or san francisco it's in new york see it's never in san there's never like I mean, every once in a while, there, there's some protest down here, but it's never like some large movement of... Right. It's not like a Chicago... Or, correct, which yeah, is ironic because nature. these people don't see the direct impact of people flooding the border and sometimes the violence that it brings. And um, it's a different demographic here because San Diego County has a lot of Latino, Hispanic people. And when you see them saying, hey, this is not a good idea, you know... Well, they've seen the direct correlation between crime and just having a choke point for the drug trade. Yeah. So just imagine we had open borders, and now, rather than Tijuana being the contested area, now that some would, of that our... That would be the border town that, that is on San Diego and Mexico. Yeah, so... Well, who's the just, murder capital of the world? Tijuana, Tijuana. two years in a row. So, okay, so back to what I was saying. So if there's open borders, then instead of Tijuana being this fought-after uh, area for the cartels, then we're looking at the highways that are you know, drug trafficking routes, which, you know, are already heavily used. But now just imagine that open borders, these guys can come in and do whatever they want. Now they're setting up their checkpoints in the United States. Yep. Are, yeah. there, are there any amusement parks in San Diego, like big ones? There's that water park. But is it like big? It's gone. It's gone? Yeah, it's like Elmo World or something now. Because oh. when I was growing up. I've never been there. In like L.A. County and San Bernardino County, things got a little ghetto, but not like crazy ghetto. And you couldn't wear, like, red-colored T-shirts. You couldn't wear plain T-shirts to amusement parks. That was my high school. I remember all that, yeah. Could you imagine if we had open borders down here in San Diego? You wouldn't be able to drive, like, a nice car without it getting stolen. Oh, your insurance would probably go through the roof. Or your your kids getting stolen for sucking the human trafficking. No, just 
Oh, human trafficking. Yeah, period. So, which oddly enough, on this recent holiday, any street in the United States, do you know what street it is that is highest for human human and sex trafficking? You're talking about like the name of a street. The name of a street across like every county in the country. Mm-hmm. Probably Martin Luther King. Yep, Martin Luther King Street. Because for some reason, street they always name those freeways or streets in the worst part of everything for every human city. trafficking especially happy, in happy St. Louis. belated birthday by the way dr king yeah yeah gracias R- rest in peace solid dude the solidest i would go that far maybe not but oh. suffice it to say anytime you're ever in an area and you see martin luther king freeway you're probably like we should probably uh don't pull over <clears throat> exit stage left and uh get out of here because san diego has a pretty every time i go to home depot it's right off Martin Luther King Freeway. Okay. I like to go to the ghetto one just because it's closer. Imperial? Yeah. Yeah, I go there too. They, they have the best hot dogs outside the front. Hmm. But Fun fact. I haven't partaken in the hot dogs. I did once. Uh, you better go home right after you eat that, just FYI. Well, that's a sign of a good hot You're dog. You're not continuing errands after that. Or a poorly cooked one. Well, well do, you, do you have to cook a hot dog? Yeah, I was going to say, story. technically, you can eat a hot dog. You can raw dog the hot dog. Now, if it's a <laughs> Tijuana danger dog, which they don't really do anymore. Have you noticed that? What's they a danger put, like, dog? Danger dog, hot dog wrapped in bacon. Oh. Used to be like back in the 90s, it was like danger dogs were prevalent everywhere. I now it's just like, now it's like a hot dog with some bacon they put, sprinkles. Like, they put like, yeah, one slice of bacon that's or, like completely undercooked. Right. Or, or they'll lie to you the bun. Yeah. and yeah. tell you that the hot dog mystery meat was also ground with bacon. Yeah. Which is a damn lie. Straight well, just lie. You know, if you really want to have a good time in Mexico, just ask for a glass of water. Yeah. Tap. Yeah. Not a bottle. See how long you get with show, extra ice. See how show how you strong get. your You're fortitude. Good. Your willpower. You <laughs> want to lose 20 pounds? Drink some tap water in Tijuana. Today? They don't call it Montezuma's Revenge for nothing. Oh. All right, guys, we got a lot of shit to unbox today. Ugh. It is a somber day for the nation. Uh, over the course of the last 24 hours, we had had the official Trump farewell. I wonder what he's doing right now. Golfing. He, he golfing. went straight into Florida. <laughs> no, golfing. And you know what he is? He really like confirmed? Or are we just guessing? I'm sure he is. Well, but I would you like know, to check his Twitter, but I can't. His, uh, mm. his farewell. One of the things he said that was kind of it was really sad was, um, "I'll never stop fighting for you." And then he said, "I hope they don't raise your taxes, but if they do, I told you so." Yep. Yeah. That well, was like one of the last things he said, and I'm like, "Dude, this guy literally said uh, like, he's he's not gone. You know, he's going to continue." In whatever avenue he sees fit to fight, which is amazing because you think about it, if you're one of the richest dudes in the world, there's nothing in it for you except for like a pride of your country and the willingness to help people. And he's literally like, you know what? I'm, I hope they don't raise your taxes because it's going to F you guys all over. And then he just like left and then he's going to do what he wants. I mean, he should have just said he's a free so man when they raise you know? your taxes. I told you so. It's going to be, yeah, when, not yeah. if, because it was just sad to see that and to see his, like, heartbreak as far as, like, I told you, you know, this is kind of, this is going to be the future. And he left, and then I'm like, man, now he's probably, like, back in one of his dope-ass houses, just kicking back on. God, these here's, guys are here's my thing. Like, are they going to let him back on social media now that he's not the president? No. Undetermined. No, he got, well, he got banned for life, didn't he? Allegedly, he's gonna have to appeal it. With but no one's ever really turns. dead. I mean, just look at all the dead voters. He also said um, 
he's going to start his own political. Did he say that or was that just speculation? You you can tease it, but we're probably going to cover it later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll hold off. Stand by. Trump did uh, deliver yesterday a pre-recorded farewell speech to the nation where he took the self-defined high road and stayed away from some of the topics like shitting on people in the Republican Party. Um, Mitch McConnell. What if they deserve it? Talking crap about his enemies and mentioning the Stop the Steal movement. The speech lasted about 23 minutes, but we got a short excerpt that will play now that kind of wraps it up at the end. And, you know, it's always good to hear Post's voice. Let's check it out. For our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And there you have it. Those are some of the pre-recorded words from Donald Trump yesterday while he was uh, addressing the nation and pointing out several of the highlights and accomplishment of uh, his four years in office, in addition to some of the things that he held near near and dear to his heart. Um, Rasmussen put out numbers yesterday. Donald Trump's leaving office. And keep in mind, they've been one of the least biased, middle of the road. And at the end of the day, once things like elections happen, most accurate pollsters, 51% approval rating overall. Uh, yesterday, so I have a great feeling that if you ask people in a month or two, approval rating of Trump, it's going to go up. Yeah, especially when they see some of the uh, impending changes on the way. One well, and, and one thing that should be pretty unanimous, and I don't understand why it's not, is taxes. That affects everybody. You know, unless. It's just, it blows my mind when you break that down to people and go, you realize that your paycheck's going to be less and less. 
and you're not going to see any of that. You're not going to benefit from that. Well, it's like there's not a, a wealth thing. Like if you have a family to provide for and you have a mortgage and a car pay, like there's things that you've earned in life and then someone's coming along and go, hey, other people deserve the same stuff you have, but they don't want to work. And you go, yeah, that's not really true. And then, well, we're going to take it out of your paycheck regardless. And then you're like, yeah, I don't support that. It's going to happen anyway. Or when you uh, finish paying off your student loans and then all of a sudden you have to pay off somebody else's student loans. So here's, yeah. <laughs> so we've mentioned a couple of times that I was selling a house and it finally cleared. And, and, <clears throat> oh, and you didn't buy us anything. Yeah. Paying off all my yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, you bought us a tomahawk steak. That was That's pretty good. I, yeah, technically. Um, I hate when I eat my earnings. Oh. <laughs> All my money goes to stake anyway. But that's one of the debts that I have yet to pay off. I paid off all my other stuff, and I'm just kind of sitting around going, should I waste? I have 12 grand left. So Now, I don't support student loan debt. Well, I don't want to pay for your student loan. Being Sure don't. But I'm paying for it regardless. So I'm like, well, I want to pay it off. My but. heart says, but if this guy's going to pay off everybody's debt, so right now that's twelve grand in my pocket. Yeah, that I could right, the current goal is ten grand in the next three months. Allegedly, they want to write off ten grand for everybody. But so I could go eventually rack up, bump it up to fifty k. So I could go rack up some student debt right now, or is there going to be like a statute of limitations on when you accrue the debt? <laughs> oh no, I'm sure it's going to be like uh, January first. You're probably going to have Pennsylvania to... Uh, presidential election voting, which will be free for all. What they should imagine is imagine you're like a single mom, and you have like three kids, and you're like. You went through college, and then you were, like, busting tables at night, and you were doing the whole, like, American Stripper. dream, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's OnlyFans now. Oh. You know, you're, like, working at night, and you're, you know, doing the three kids thing, and then working two jobs with college, and you're busting your butt. Then you pay off your student loan debt, and this guy gets elected and goes, I'm forgiving all debt. And you're like, dude, I just felt like... Yeah, I'd be I, pissed. I would be infuriated. People don't realize that when they write off your student loan debt... Because it's been a thing for a while. After 10 years, if you've made continuous payments since the Obama administration, your debt, the leftover debt after 10 years of concurrent payments is forgiven. So let's say you owed 30 grand left on your student loans and you paid them for 10 years. Taxes rolls around. These people are broke as fuck and they have to pay taxes on $30,000 of income that they never saw. Hmm. Because it's considered income when your student loan debts are forgiven. Oh, makes sense. That's a slap in the face to a blind guy. So imagine you're like, okay, I've been I've been doing zero, claiming zero. I have like six kids. You know, I, I have like $80,000 in student debt that's going to get written off, but I have a minimum wage job. You're fucked. Is this a $15 an hour minimum wage? This is like Ew. a... Sure. Not yet. That's the other thing is like, I mentioned a couple of times, I was, my, my degree was in economics. And when you study like minimum wage increase... It's literally a wrecking ball to the economy. I don't understand how people don't get that. How many small businesses do you visit? Like, we've been to Slappy's before, which is like a neighborhood mom-and-pop burger place. They have some beer and, and um, very tasty burgers. Okay. But it's a very small operation. That now. is a tasty burger. That is a tasty burger. If that place has the minimum wage hiked, you're talking about probably one server gone, one kitchen staff gone, you know, people that are part-time, like... You're gonna get that fryer machine. Oh man! If from McDonald's, the, it's the not robot. Be a tasty steak mm. or a burger. So self they self check out. They already have that in the Midwest. So if you guys didn't know, I did our podcast I, people. I the Midwest know. is like a breeding ground for all fast food testing things. Okay. 
Really? Like, they had this thing called the Monster Leg at KFC. Monster Leg? And it ended up not making it out because they were genetically modifying chickens to have, like, turkey-sized legs. That's fine. I'm okay with that. And then it was a fried chicken turkey leg? And it was a fried chicken... Fried chicken, but like size of a turkey leg. We're going to the Midwest. But are these are these chickens like normal looking or, or like they large chickens? They're just, they're just so you're, are, you, are you saying like regular size chicken, turkey size leg? Yeah, that'd wow. be amazing. So, but I want to see that. They yeah. also have the vending out. machine. I'm pulling that, <laughs> I'm pulling that up on the at McDonald's right and like Taco Bell. You don't talk to a person at the cash register. You walk up to the. It's like a touchscreen thing. Oh like yeah, those some, new some soda of those machines. have made them out here. When you like press like you have to talk into double the chicken mouth, like on the or double whatever, <laughs> put the clown's mouth is down, and it literally and just spits it out. It's like blah. It just spits it out after you put your money in. Huh. Whoa! It's like a fast food ATM. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. If, so I, I googled KFC monster leg on the computer. Okay. It's got to be Photoshop because I'm seeing chickens <laughs> with six legs. And then there's a picture sure of, not a meme? of Trump on Air Force One with a bucket of chicken getting after it. Wholesome. That's very wholesome. Maybe he's not golfing. But it's it's like a breeding ground for all the fast food restaurants to try things. A test site, as it were. Like, because who gives a fuck about the Midwest? I don't, and I was there for four years. I have, like, two friends out there. Okay. I would move to the Midwest if it wasn't for, like, tornadoes and shit. And a heartbeat. At I this like, point, in California. I like the danger of earthquakes more. Yeah, because people are like, did you feel that at 9.0? And you're like, I was, I slept right yeah. through it. Didn't I was, even feel I was it. pooping. Yeah. I thought well, it was me. I flushed. And was <laughs> I thought that was the earthquake tremor from my dump. Um, here's the other thing. And my wife and I have been all about moving out of state. Montana would be fun. Ooh, yeah. Um, I second that. But then you take a step back and you go, okay, we're having one of the most far radical left-winging president and vice president in the Oval Office. It's only a matter of time before this whole country is like California. So to move now, it's almost like we might as well just sit back and wait and see if it's even worth moving because every state's going to be like California in the next, hopefully not, but uh. at the rate we're going, I mean, geez. Well, they're trying to fuck up Texas. They're doing a pretty damn good job. Yeah, they already fucked up Arizona. Yeah, which is weird. Well, Arizona, I think, is an anomaly because a lot of people, snowbirds, vacation there, and I think they voted in Arizona to flip it blue. Yeah. Because there's really a lot of people that live up in, um, you know, pretty liberal states. Oh, and so they were voting in two places. Oh, yeah. But sure I, don't know were, if, but, I don't know if you heard a little bit of voter fraud. you can't do that because this was the most secure election. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in addition to his pre-recorded speech yesterday, <laughs> Donald Trump went out last night and issued a... Another round of last-minute pardons for some of the uh, Trump worlders and uh, famous people out there. He missed some, a couple. Yeah, some of the notables were uh, Lil Wayne. Mm, what was he, he pardoned for? Busted. Gun charges in Florida on an airplane or on a boat. Yeah, and uh, Steve Bannon, former campaign advisor. Uh, the Steve Bannon angle kind of when you look at like the Roger Stones, Manafords, Bannons, uh, pardoned, and then when you get into the non pardons, Julian Assange, Eric Snowden, the entire Trump family. I trade Snowden for Lil Wayne, Trump himself, and can you pardon Rudy yourself Giuliani? As of course you can. Apparently, wow. a lot of people say that presidents pardon themselves and, and their family, and then those. Those pardons are sealed in their presidential libraries. Wow. Yeah. But publicly, none of the other 
you know, like I said, Donald Trump and his family, who helped serve for the last four years, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Um, you know, well, one of the things that the angles that I look at it is Donald Trump kind of pardoned, like I was getting back to Manafort, uh, Steve Bannon, campaign people of that nature who who ran into some non-Trump affiliated previous tax bullshit uh, legal hurdles over the last couple years. But, but by pardoning somebody, what you do is you kind of insulate yourself as the pardoner because now those people are protected to the point to where if they go and testify and lie, they can lose their pardonship. And subject to whatever criminal charges they're going to face. Right. So the people like Steve Bannon and Paul Manafort and, and, and people of those nature, the, the people from Trump world, they're not going to go out and write tell-all books now. Because they have been given the opportunity to have a clean slate from the president. So you're not going to be seeing them. So it's you'll, you'll see like, them taking the fifth if they're ever called before an sure. intelligence committee or Congress. And uh, but Can they be tried for the crime again? No. Exactly. Double jeopardy? Right. Snowden already wrote his book. So, well, yeah, but he, a movie. He, he wasn't part of Trump world, so it doesn't really matter. No. But the thing is, and you want to talk about Assange and Snowden. Uh, what kind of ties this all together? Because a lot of people were like, I don't understand how we could not pardon either one of these guys. You know, they were they were very crucial in bringing a lot of right the stuff to light behind the scenes in government uh, prior to Trump coming in and up through uh, the 2016 campaign. And the fact of the matter was, if you look at Snowden and Assange, the biggest thing that they did was they embarrassed the fucking shit of the establishment, Washington, D.C. government. I have a quick question, history question. Is this was one of those questions where, like, you ask the question and, and then you don't have the answer? I don't know the fucking answer. I'm curious if you know the answer. Because I, I, any... I thought you were going there with MLK Boulevard. No. But last week when you said, do you know the reason why Trump was kicked off Twitter, there was a lot of people who, who messaged me on social media who thought that that was actually funny that you didn't have it up on your phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounded like a Was there any, like, question. major... Stupid... Oh my gosh. Like a uh, whistleblower during the Trump administration, like there was during the Obama administration. Be honest yeah. with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. And there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, there was the guy. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Could somebody look him up? Because it's Bobby. There's like a third show where I can't get, remember his name. Off the top like of my Dakota, head. dude. He's got a phone. I got right. a phone. Uh, just put Ukrainian phone call whistleblower. Oh, Punchable face, man. glasses. Oh, um, Phil McCrevis. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to be that show. Sorry. That's Philip to you. Right, Philip. The eight year old in me sometimes comes out on this show. But um, yeah, that was pretty much the only real whistleblower to my knowledge. That and he was associated with someone who was, you know, formerly a Trump staffer who never really was a Trump staffer. They were some swamp monster that was suggested by like Steve Christie. Or some asshole, and it was the big woman, old Steve Christie. Right, it was the woman who went out with this retired Air Force guy, whose name Dakota's looking up right now. <clears throat> There's like no articles with his name, like in the. Are narrative. you on Google or DuckDuckGo? Uh, uh, you're right. I'm on Google. Mm. Uh. Little experiment, real quick. Um, but anyways, that's the thing. Assange, Snowden, embarrassed the U.S. government. Correct. Embarrassed establishment, Washington D.C. politics. And here's the thing. There was reports this week, first reported by the Gateway Pundit, that Mitch McConnell delivered a correspondence to the Trump campaign and to the office of the president stating uh, 
mm-hmm. that if he pardoned either Assange, Snowden, or both, Republicans would be more likely to look to convict him in any post-presidential impeachment trials, which would prevent him from Secret Service detail, presidential library, and any future in registering for politics, including running for the office of the president again. It was never confirmed, but when a story like that leaks, you can only assume. Yeah. Because it really looked like Pamela Anderson was out campaigning for her boyfriend, Julian Assange. For like the last couple months, and yesterday she put up like a black and white photo of her and him, and it just said the world is watching. Do the right thing, and uh, yeah, you know, and she's been one of those truther whistleblowers who said she was involved in the whole Hollywood grooming Mm -hmm. of children as she came up through the ranks. Really, as a young actress pre um, Baywatch days. Uh And before she was a Playboy model and things of that nature, you got that guy's name, Noah. <clears throat> it's I think it's blocked because uh, whoever Trump Trump allegedly tweeted the guy's name out or the lady's name out. Yeah, they 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 said his name on on Hannity back in the day on Tucker Carlson. Um, but He's this one says it's like a white guy with glasses, extremely punchable face. Like if you saw him, you would he, you would think he constantly makes a Nintendo Switch open mouth smile face. More punchable than Chris Wallace. I would put them in the same category. Ooh, wow, that's yeah. powerful. I, I found I found the attorney that was representing him. Put in Trump Why whistleblower so missing poster because he's so probably missing. You'll probably find him then. Right? He's probably gone off the face of this earth. But anyways, in regards to real whistleblowers, there wasn't any. Because when you're going to look at the totality of the Trump campaign from start to finish, people may have not liked the way he did things, but everything that Donald Trump did over the course of his presidency was extremely transparent, mm-hmm. honest, and by the book legally. And for the people. Right. So just because he's the two-time defending impeachment champion of the world, it does not mean that he didn't do things the right way. And you better believe if he, if he runs in 2024, there's going to be at least two more shots. Yeah. You know what's interesting is the whole backlash from the MyPillow guy. Have you seen all that? The is it Eric Camarella? Caramella? No. Caramella? No. no, it's not him. The My Pillow guy got dropped from uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, and uh, what are their store sells his pillows? Yeah, we got some stuff. I got some stuff on Mike Mundell later. I'll be filling you guys in on. He'll probably be on the podcast soon. Stand by for that one. Maybe he'll be Power a sponsor. Pillow. Yeah. I it's think just, he would be. Be pretty easy to get him on. He'd probably be down when he's not spying on. We just gotta stuff. order like a million My Pillows, and then like cancel the order and ask to speak to the CEO. Right, and then you just put them on the show. I kind of, I might get a my pillow. They're not worth it. No. Wow. How my grandma had two, and they're like, they're not like adjustable. How is a pillow That's adjustable? It's a pillow. Like you know how like you can like fold some of your pillows or like pat them down or something. I'll be I honest. Guess these are like just kind of like I don't, fluffed up, and that's it. I don't use a pillow when I sleep. You probably don't need to fold it in half if it's fluffy enough. I mean, but if you're like sitting up, you know, watch. Something or eat? I don't fucking know. How old are you? I don't think you know. Using a pillow when you watch TV. I mean, I'm in my bed, laying down. So I like fold it in half and then lay on my side so it elevates me a little bit. I feel like you should get up (laughs) every once in a while and walk around your house. Do you have bed sores? Yeah, you're like the grandpa from Charlie and Chocolate Factory. (laughs) (laughs) I have two my pillows. They're they're actually pretty good quality. If you get the less 
my pillow stuffing you get in them, uh, the crappier they are. But as long as you, I think I have one that's like they're both for queen size beds, and I think one is the maximum stuffing. Well, they one. have different pillows for different size beds. Yeah, sure do. They have mattresses, mattress toppers. You know what? I'm going to interrupt this commercial right now to give you deep, deep <laughs> discounts. <laughs> the MyPillow pet bed and the neck rest, incredible. Pet bed? You pet have the bed. pet bed? Yes, the extra large one. My dogs love it. Have you slept Don't in you the have pet like bed? Tiny dogs? No, I have a pug, a robust pug. Okay, how much does your robust pug weigh? He's, he's, Is it more than 25 he's, pounds? He's probably eclipsed the 30 pound mark. <laughs> oh. So you need like a small bed. Damn, boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, boy. <laughs> And then I have a uh, I have an Australian border collie mix. Yeah, okay. He could use like That's a the larger dog. large bed. I yeah. have two big dogs, but they I, share it. So I got him the ten dollar bed from Walmart. Okay. It's literally like a stocking filled with cotton balls. And every time my pit bull lays on it, she just dirty looks me because she's like, "You cheap just... motherfucker!" Yeah, she's like, "This bed feels awesome, <laughs> like the fucking floor." So, yeah. But in addition to a pre-recorded speech and a last round of pardons, which was lackluster to say the least. Um, Trump did go out and declassify a few last-minute documents uh, regarding the Crossfire Hurricane, Russia probe, domestic spying, stuff of that nature. All of which can technically be reclassified by Biden before Wednesday if the FBI doesn't release it in time. It's been released. I'm looking at pictures of it right okay. now. Well, here's the thing. I Here, think... Here's the deal. <clears throat> here's the deal. Come on, I'm man. a little fucked up. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, dude, <laughs> Trump could release a selfie with intelligent life forms from another planet, and people still wouldn't look at it at this point. I mean, the amount that they're Look right, at it and appreciate it, you mean? Well, look at it and even He'd go... He'd be colluding with aliens. Yeah, it, it's just... We're at such a point now where... Look at how much evidence was released by the right. Yeah, they would probably spin that into if he declassed UFOs and intelligent life, they would probably go out and say, "Look at your strong borders, president." Now, wow, right? Yeah, no, that's he, what I'm he saying. Didn't is finish the wall and could not secure the, the universe. He couldn't yeah. secure the galaxy. Look what, yeah, look at how oh, another promise not kept. Where's your space force now? That's what I'm saying. Is that he can declassify all this stuff? The left is still gonna like look at it and go, "Yeah, okay," and then just completely not even probably open up document i mean we have people in our society that don't care they could release literally like a map of the jfk assassination or like you know the moon the landing fact that george bush senior was the second shooter mm. whoa i thought we he weren't doing rebels. cancer and they'd be like look at all these hospitals sure and nurses that he's like making them lose their jobs now that yeah. cancer's cured that's like, what i'm saying is he could declassify yeah. anything and the left's not going to appreciate it they're not even going to give it the time of day it's not going to see any news outlet even fox news we know is um a far Oof. left wing gave um, me the chills you said fox news mm. what's fox news yeah. it's never heard of her I, yeah. I've, I've heard tucker's really gotten on She's his soapbox a dirty whore. and he's been just begging for people some of some of the like Telegram and uh, Gab chats that I'm in, I see a lot of people posting like excerpts from Tupper, Tucker saying, "Oh, you really got to watch this. He's, you know, he's out there fighting for us." I was like, "He's not. No, he just signed a fat contract the week after Fox News shit on Trump election night." Yeah, and he's gone from about 4.3 million viewers a night to about two. So I was one of those viewers. Yeah, I, I used to those love ratings. He's never getting my service. Two again. viewers, two million. I know. And Hannity, like I was. I was in it to win. I had a Fox News coffee cup. Okay. I broke it because of a frustration. Man, you're just a 
boomer trapped in a young man's Violent. body, huh? I am. I'm an angry old man trapped in a 28-year-old right. body. So, the things from Crossfire Hurricane, don't really need to get into it. We all know it. The entire Russia probe was bullshit. They domestically spied on people. They used bad intelligence, which they created, and then, like, double-agented against each other to be able to verify shit that they made up as true. Uh, I have a couple excerpts right now just kind of going over a few things. So like fact-checking? Yeah, I guess. How dare you use the F word on this show? Right, we already talked about those gender <laughs> studies majors and soy boys that go and... <laughs> Underwater basket weaving. Right, nuke all of our accounts. Let's listen to some of the stuff. John Solomon was on one of the legacy media talk shows last night and kind of gave some insight into what exactly was getting released. Check it out now. Yeah, it is, uh, Sean. I've been through all the documents at least one time now, and I'll give you some of the highlights from the early stuff. The most important of all the documents is what I call the, the September 2017 confessional. A year after he was uh, fired or terminated by the FBI, Christopher Steele sat back down by the agents, and he described his motives, his tactics, what he did. And there are some bombshell revelations. First off, as you just reported, his motive for going to the news media and creating the false Russia collusion narrative during the 2016 election was because the email scandal had come and reared its head again against Hillary Clinton. He was concerned it was going to hurt Hillary Clinton's chances, so he put the Russia story out there to help kind of distract from her, uh, from her scandal. Secondly, he admits that another one of his motives was that he considered Donald Trump to be his main opponent. He considered Donald Trump to be bad for Great Britain for the U.S.-U.K. relationship. So that's another reason he leaked. Now let's think about that. He, okay. He's a foreigner interfering in our election by leaking information to help Hillary Clinton and to help Great Britain. That's what he admitted to in this interview with the FBI. Third, he divulges where he got his subsource, the famous subsource, the primary subsource, as the FBI called them. This is the person that gave him most of the bad garbage that was ultimately discredited by the FBI, proven, disproven. Uh, he got that a relationship with that subsource from none other than Fiona Hill, the former National Security Counsel for Donald Trump, who became an impeachment witness against Trump in 2019. Why is that significant? Well, beyond the interesting connections, by the time Fiona Hill turned over the subsource to Christopher Steele, the FBI was already investigating the subsource as a possible Russian asset. In fact, they were trying to get a FISA warrant on him when he fled the country and they dropped the effort. So Fiona Hill, someone who worked for the Trump NSC, gave Christopher Steele a bad source that the FBI ultimately feared was a Russian asset. He's a developments here and then one has to ask, okay, now that we know Durham had these documents the whole time, where is he? Yeah, I think he's fast at work trying to build the final uh, parts of a criminal case. That's what my source reporting and uh, indicates in talking to defense lawyers and other people. It looks like he is still going forward to build a significant criminal case. Now, let me tell you about something we're going to have in the morning. It's going to take some time to develop it overnight. But I think people will be surprised by this revelation. In 2014, the FBI determined that a foreign power was trying to influence Hillary Clinton and her campaign when she ran. In fact, they feared that they were going to do it through the delivery of money. The FBI tried for several months to get a FISA warrant, but they, according to these documents, they were turned down or held up by the seventh floor. James Comey and Andrew McCabe is the seventh floor. 30 seconds. They ultimately decided not to investigate it any further, and unlike what they did to Donald Trump, they went to Hillary Clinton and gave her a defensive briefing and told her what this foreign power was trying to do. They did it. The developments. They did it through her attorney, David Kendall. It shows the entirely different uh, system of justice. Hillary Clinton gets a defensive briefing.
FISA, Donald Trump gets a FISA, no defensive briefing, and three and a half years of pain and suffering to his presidency and campaign. These documents are extraordinary. They were kept from the American public and the Congress, as President Trump said today uh, when he declassified the documents. So there you go. A little bit of insight onto the things we already knew. The FBI is corrupt. At, no. At the top levels. No. CIA also corrupt. No. They used bad foreign intelligence. Okay. Uh, people who are under investigation by both our and international governments for being double agents, etc. Did I say Hillary Clinton's a criminal? Oh. Well, that guy said Hillary Kitten. I liked it. I don't feel like anybody needs to say that. I think everybody knows. I didn't hate it. No. Hillary Kitten. Yeah. He also brought up, uh, I don't know what you guys felt about that, said that Durham was wrapping up his special counsel investigation. I don't know what to believe anymore. Right. I mean, everybody was supposed to get arrested, and Donald Trump was supposed to be inaugurated as the 19th president of the United States this morning, so. The how many? 19th. Anyone? I don't know if you know him. <laughs> I wore all black today because it's the death of America. So I want to welcome all the Annans to our podcast. Good morning. Yeah. It's Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Ooh, I like that. that was, um, you guys are cute. on one today. Yeah. That's so, cute. Like during the opening, you both were like, oh, wow. Yeah. There was a, uh, we both also <laughs> asked Nick for money when he said, he's, <laughs> yeah, what did you buy us? His escrow check cleared. So, um, which, there, there was a, theory circulating online for the last couple of years. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it before. It's called QAnon. I've heard of it. Mm. Enlighten us, if you will. Do you want the Wikipedia version? Definitely it's not. Definitely very... Uh, that's that's edited negative. by fa- Facebook fact-checkers all the time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, but but the gist of the, the 19th president of the United States was that in 1871, the United States was turned into a corporation. Mm-hmm. And it ended with the 18th president of the United States. And Seems every, legit. Right. Every president since then would have been... A CEO. Right. And that the next president after the mass arrests and military tribunals, the next president would have been the 19th. I like it. So, but that kind of... Didn't happen? No. And, and as far as I'm concerned, neither is the Dunham... Uh, special counsel right now they've been given special counsel privileges and basically that's going to uh lead to no real indictments probably and business as usual in dc Mm. um but they did kind of tease that he's he's nearing the conclusion of his uh investigation and i feel like the dogs howling outside (laughs) they feel our pain that's the feeling of a lot of our listeners today I just hate that there was so much hope. We talked about this last week. That, and 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 I don't know. I don't think it was deliberate or malicious, malicious or anything. But every right wing, right wing, that's like Hillary Kitten. What just happened? Every, <laughs> it's the dogs. Every right wing politician was like uh, blowing smoke up our ass. And I don't know if they meant to or if they're just trying to give us hope, but. The sad part is that the left has pulled off one of the biggest psyops in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah. and the American people 
at least half of them, or maybe a little under half. Under half. Under half. Have no idea, and they don't care. They don't care because they're side one. Yes. Uniparty. Oh, man. Fuck. It's just sad. We're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. Not when we're paying $4 for a, a two, two, three round. Oh. oh, my gosh. That, too. Yeah, the, the panic pricing that you're seeing right now, it's not going away. Stand by. It's only going to get worse. And if you live in California, that's with a K. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to buy any gun parts online or ammunition. Well, he said that nationwide, that he was going to ban Is all firearm parts. Oh, That's part of one of his first uh, <clears throat> socks to the blind man's face. Yeah, so face. that's going to be just a massive price hike. It's, they're just going to try to unafford people into being able to buy shit. Well, joke's on you because I'm going to buy it regardless. <laughs> so, right? How's that going? Gotta have joke's it. on you. Yeah, I'll spend money already. I'll spend money on guns. I so don't care. Kind of bringing it home for Trump this morning. He did a uh, kind of a farewell speech at the tarmac at Joint Air Force Base Andrews today, and uh, you know, kind of said goodbye with some of his closest friends and family. Um, none of the Swamp Monsters were there. No Mitch McConnell. No Lindsey Graham. All the fucking fakers. Dan Crenshaw. Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, showed up, but he kind of has to. Um, his family was there. Came in on Marine One, and uh, you know, arrived to the tune of "Don't Stop Believing," and exited to the tune of "My Way" by Frank Sinatra. I like and, it. Yeah, those are pretty symbolic songs. Sure are. Uh, he said a couple, you know, choice words. I personally. Thought he choked up at one point. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't choked up more. Good there, there was a crowd there. You know, it's it's one of those things. He, he's a strong businessman. That's how he was born and bred. He's probably the best deal sealer in the history of DC politics, and uh, I'm, I'm sure he was he was groomed throughout the course of his career, and then made it his staple to just never show weakness. Yeah, 100. percent Right, especially doing business in New York. So he he did have a couple words to say to a small group of Trump supporters who congregated along with, like I said, his friends, family, Mark Meadows, the Air Force Band, um, and some outlets of the media. Let's hear what uh, he had to say before he took off for Mar-a-Lago today. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And again, we put it in a position like it's never been before, despite the worst plague to hit since, I guess you'd say 1917, over a hundred years ago. And despite that, despite that, the things that we've done have been just incredible. And I couldn't have done them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. And again, uh, I want to just. So there, you know, he teased. This not being the end of the road, but a point in the journey. And I think this is a pretty big discussion topic because right now, you know, and I've talked about it with a bunch of you on our social media, 
and online. Uh, there's a lot of people today, probably even more. Well, no, just a susp- a substantial bunch, um, who felt kind of the same way in regards to the election. Just completely disenfranchised from politics and overall, you know, your leaders and elected officials. Uh, I I think, you know, everyone who went out and I'm air quoting now trusted the plan. And that didn't happen this morning. Need to take into account at the very most minimal component of all of that. Probably millions of you now have your eyes open to what's really going on inside of D.C. Donald Trump went out and did everything he could over the last four years to not only keep all of his promises, but expose those people for what they were. Money-grubbing, lying, uniparty, lobbyist... Trash. Trash. Absolute fucking garbage. And and number two, and I think even more importantly, right now, we're organized. We're in online forums. Lots of us have met in person. We interact on social media. It's like one of the claims I made last week. You know, back in 2015, just being a meme maker and a shit poster has kind of transformed into doing this podcast every week and really keeping everyone who listens now and in the future of what's really going on. We, we consider ourselves, you know, we're the self-proclaimed people's podcast, right? But mm-hmm. we're also a true grassroots conservative voice that, you know, can filter out all of the bullshit. We don't have producers that tell us where to draw the line. If there's something there that you guys need to know, you're going to hear it here. And you're going to hear it in other places and, and with other people. And, and you, need, you need to go and do the, infor, the information finding for yourself. That, that's the fact of the matter. So I, I think it's like Trump tried to say, this isn't the end of the road. It's just a, a moment in the journey. Like We have to stop, kind of gather up our resources, regroup, and, and, and see what the next moves are. Because to just give up on something that's the greatest nation in the history of the world yeah, yeah, would be completely retarded at this point. Wouldn't it be disrespectful to the Founding Fathers yeah. and to everyone that's come before us to fight for this country and even all the armed men and women who fought overseas to protect our freedoms and then we're... And like you said, you, we can't just lay down and go, well, he's the president, it's time to... We're not going to concede get... and and all that. It's you, you fight for what you believe in, yeah, you know, and, and you don't give up on that. You can't just give up on all those people and let them have lived in vain, yeah. because you're disappointed that literally one man and his family, with zero experience in politics, could not bring down a two thousand year old death cult that's eating babies. Right. I have two questions. <clears throat> One, what do you think was on the note that Trump left Biden? And two, are we going to see another reboot of The Apprentice? Uh, dick butt. I, saw, I saw a meme that it was just like a little kid's crayon. <laughs> it would Scribbles. be hilarious if it was like a little wiener. Oh, the one that says, uh, prove me wrong, the Stephen Crowder proved me wrong, and he's like sitting <laughs> at the table, and it's just a whole bunch of fucking scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> so, it I would saw, be I, funny I, if it was a little wiener and like orange crayon. Nice. <laughs> Mine's bigger than yours. 
No, I saw a good pa- suck it, Joe. Four panel one today. It was like a screenshot of what would be somebody's wallpaper on their iPhone, and the first one was like the Donald Trump presidential picture, and then the second one was the Donald Trump presidential picture with the eyes activated, <laughs> and it was eleven fifty nine and twelve noon on January twentieth, and then the Joe Biden one was Joe Biden looking like a complete fucking retard, and then the last panel was the same exact picture. So, I mean, yeah, it's like I said. He's laid the groundwork and done enough exposing of the swamp to where he wasn't able to officially take it out, but he has cemented so many campaign hit points moving forward and brought I mean there is a huge divide in the Republican party right now. They used huge. to say yeah, the DC establishment Democrats and the left-wing commie socialist were made out to be fighting for so long. Mm-hmm. And then when you find out that not only were those two groups basically together, yeah, but they were collaborating with all of the establishment piece of shit Republicans. Yep. It, it it's like an insurmountable lead. But here's the thing. He went to work every day and made sure that things that only benefited the American people happened. And no one could take that away from him. Uh, I think history will be very courteous and forgiving of maybe the personality that some of the people didn't like. But again, I throw that whole narrative out the window because 2016, 62, 63 million voters... 2020, 75 million voters. Most for a Republican incumbent ever. Most for a Republican ever. Every sub-demographic increase across the board. And pulse of the nation when you look into the bellwether states, the bellwether cities, you know, things of that nature. Um, He knows how the people feel and it's disenfranchised as citizens. And I really think moving forward you're going to see a new movement, and mm-hmm. we, we talked about that small coalition last week. It's, you know, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Boebert, Marjorie Green, Vernon Davis, you know, people of those, the real... Matt patriot, Gates is a savage. Right. The, the, and, and you want to know what's funny? Matt Gates' parents are career politicians, but he is not cut from that mold. Yeah. He is very strong in his convictions and how he feels. He has his pulse on the people rather than on his bank account. And, and I just feel like... Those people seem small in numbers now, but they represent such a large group of the voter base. Yeah. They're going to be able to really run with that. <clears throat> they represent the conservative revolution. And and what you said is huge that the Democrat or the Republican Party is in such shambles at a crossroads big time because think about in 2024, let's say Trump doesn't run again. He he's off doing his thing. You shut your fucking mouth. I'm just putting a hypothetical out there. We pray to the Lord Almighty that he does. But if he doesn't, like whoever runs against him, if he does run, you know, whatever the case may be, the true patriots of this country who identify as Republicans because that's the closest um, party that they would affiliate with kind of have a... Trump raised the bar at a in a huge way. Sure did. For when it's like, I would vote for somebody who's not a politician who shares my values of the way versus someone who is going to come in who was a senator for 20 years and did time on Capitol Hill. Like that person, I don't want an office anymore. Did nothing for 40 years. 48. Being nice. That's (laughs) 
that's the point is now it's like don't don't now that's the point that conservative voices have had a taste of what true patriotism is that's disconnected from the political cesspool of because think about all these presidents have always come from the cesspool of senators or congressmen it's always the same group of people that are handpicked from this cesspool from the swamp and you have someone who comes in from off the streets who's a businessman who had literally no incentive otherwise other than wanting to help fellow americans he was so rich and well off like this dude doesn't have to work a day in his life he sacrificed that for what he thought would be eight years to come in and to help and i i probably all four of us at this table are i don't want another straight up republican politician is it going to be better than biden of course is it going to be better than some left-wing nut job coming in raising taxes letting people in no border security of course we can agree with that but when you have somebody who's not a politician who came in hot and literally listened to the american people of what the backbone of this country the blue-collar workers wanted it's going to be an interesting run in 2024 because you're going to have a lot of conservatives who might not want some right-wing Republican who says, I'm for you, but has never had a real job, who's been an intern in politics and then got a seat on the Senate floor or, you know, as a congressman and has been there ever since. Like, that's not what we want anymore because what we saw, especially with Pence on the day of the Capitol Hill incident, a lot of these Republicans are in cahoots with the Democrats. And so we're fighting not just a institution, but kind of like a... Uh, predetermined 2,000 year old death goal Correct I didn't. I know we, we're trying to go down the rabbit hole this week But it, it might end up that way But mm-hmm. we don't I, I think that the true Conservative movement Is not going to be through the Republican Party anymore Well my biggest attraction Originally to Trump when he first like Had to be his hair Yeah, Came down the golden escalator Yeah Okay Ooh. Was how unpolitically correct he was Yeah Which we all for are I fucking hate political correctness how boring was politics five years ago? Oh, super boring. Nobody watched. God. Dude, the last four years, I bet the amount of people that have paid attention to politics and what the president's doing and watched, like, State of the Union addresses has probably been at an all-time high. If, Just, you, if you take Ronald Reagan and JFK out of the equation, excluding the founding fathers' generations, right, sure. up through that stuff, and maybe Lincoln. So you take out three presidents and then everyone who's on the back of the bill signing the constitution um the entirety of dc politics for the totality of history in the united states of has been basically what war are we in and which side is not in control of the presidency so how can they blame the person who is mm. and, mm-hmm. and that's basically been it that's the mo for right. sure 100 percent for the for the entire time the united states has been a country that's basically been it so, I mean, we've had the Founding Fathers, then you had the Civil War, then bullshit. World War One, World War Two, JFK, Reagan, all the rest of it's bullshit. Yeah. Period. And, and you know, Trump was a joke. They were shitting on him so bad when he made that announcement of, of running for president and why. And, you know, they got into those first debates... And people like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul jumped to the forefront. But by the end of the debate, Donald Trump was schooling these people. 
all of them, career politicians, yeah. all 17 of them, making them look like idiots and making them argue with each other, you know, calling them on their own records and how their records conflicted what they were not only saying, but how they didn't contrast with the values of the party where the people were. And then you get into the the first couple primaries. I think Iowa, he came in second. And everybody was like, eh, it's kind of a gag gift, you know, yeah, this, that, and the other thing. But then you got into the second debate, and the nicknames came out. That was epic. And he had started <laughs> moving down. Right, you laugh. But the thing was, right after that second debate, you had like five primaries back to back. He won all of them. Mm-hmm. And then you have Newt Gingrich go on Sean Hannity halfway through Republican primary season. He basically said, the Republican Party is going to have to go tonight into their bathroom and look in their mirror and have to literally come to terms with the fact that Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. Yeah. Everybody shitted on him. A couple weeks later, boom, it happens. And yeah. the rest is history. You know, we don't need to get into the whole... 98% you know, win chance. Right. Know. Everything of that nature. But, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that he initiated a movement when there had been such stagnancy for, it's not even decades, it's generations, and relit a fire in the heart of the true American patriots that we haven't seen in so long. Mm -hmm. And only people that don't like him as a person will say that that's not true and to point out things of that nature. Well, that's what people's entire basis of not wanting him... To be in president. politics is right. because they don't like him as a person. Well, He's mean. And I mean, he went back and talked about it. <laughs> he was talking last week how he used to be friends with Oprah, but, you know, she had him on her... Her last week, she did top guests of all times when she was wrapping up her talk show, and I think he was the second to last show. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they're going to invite me back. Right. You know, it, it's just... And then when you look at all of the, you know, prominent African-American people in politics and in sports who... All it takes is a DuckDuckGo search to go and find, you know, pictures of Donald Trump with all these these people who now hate him and call him a racist when they couldn't be anything further from the truth. So I think getting back to my original point and to all of the, I don't want to call them fringe groups because they really are the pulse, the reinvigorated soul of the nation. All of the, all of the people out there, the truth seekers online, the fact finders, you know, you got to come... Well, they're all being lumped in to, you know, I've heard conversations of people talking about people who are supporting Trump. And the only thing that they ever bring up to de devalidate or invalidate their arguments are just the worst of the worst, the crazies, the right. tinfoil hat weirdos. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, people will be like, oh, well, you're a Trump supporter. And they, like, add a negative connotation to it. There's never really been a negative connotation to supporting the president. It's like, oh, you're an Obama supporter or you're, you know, but you're a Trump supporter. And they're like grouping you together with like. They're just calling you Nazis. Right. The worst people that you can like find Literally that Hitler. also support Trump. And I'm like, it's a terrible example, but I was like, okay, well, because I got in an argument with someone on social media about this. That's a waste of time. I said. It's always fun though. You're, you're associating. <laughs> I know this is as epic as Nick's story. Did you body bag Yeah, body bagged. I was like, okay, well, I mean, like every every Muslim's a terrorist, then. and every time I call a Muslim a terrorist, they get upset at me. Like it's the why? same. It's the same mindset. Right. It's it's exactly what you're like referring to when you call me a Trump supporter. You're not saying like, but it's hey. righteous if they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
And they never ended up messaging me back because, like, because you body bagged them. Fucking body bagged them. Like, holy shit. Hashtag body bag. It's a a terrible thing to associate Muslim people with because they're not all terrorists. Yeah. Absolutely not. There's a select few that are extremists, and they're extremists in every category, like in anything practically. Well, there's so many different people that they hold their political ideologies and their opinions and stuff like that. And now, am I going to say that I necessarily like 100% like Trump as a person? Like, yeah, we'd probably have a good time if we were out, you know, I don't really golf, but at a bar or whatever. Oh, I'd drive the golf cart. Yeah, but there's a lot of people It's like, yeah, no, I don't like him as a person, but everything he's doing more aligns with what I want, what I think is right for the country and what's good for America. And if you can't get past, he says mean things and he's tinted orange slightly. Or the fact that he's not responsible for everything that you think he is. Well, yeah, he's, he's a rogue player. President doesn't mean he is responsible for everything that the house and the Senate. And we saw, but that's the narrative, like the stimulus package and Nancy Pelosi coming out after the election and saying that they, literally held that money from the American people just because she knew it would hurt him in the general elections or things like the vaccines. It's pretty funny how, what? Well, the company actually sat on the vaccine until November 10th when they made their official announcement, which was after, well, not in Pennsylvania, but when they pretty much stopped (laughs) counting the votes and then even sore subject. Right. But it's just like, and it gets back to the point I was trying to make. Um, (laughs) We're all activated right now. You know, everyone's online, very organized, very woke to what's going on in Washington, D.C. Not a bad woke, though. No. Just a, there's a new realization of the uncoverings that Donald Trump was able to provide for us over the last four years. And we really need to take that and run with it. Even though today seems like a shitty day if you're a conservative. It does. And you have pride in your country. The fact of the matter is... Primary season starts in a few months, and 2022 is right around the corner. Uh, The third highest-ranking Republican, Liz Cheney, who organized a group to join with the House Democrats in passing articles of impeachment last week, has been censored um, by the constituents of Wyoming for not speaking on behalf of the people. Um, Donald Trump won Wyoming by one of his largest state margins in the last election. And by her siding with the House Democrats, she can pretty much guarantee that her seat is over. Uh, Out of that group of people of no names who she had from the Republican Party to join with her, I believe seven were not running for re-election this coming primary season. And two of them were from places that they won as Republicans, but it was a Democratic, you know, uh, state or area that they won from. So she basically, she's done. And, you know, that's going to be it for her. So, yeah, so you just, you can't give up hope. So there's there's bright days ahead, even though it seems kind of dark now. And, and everyone that trusted the plan just needs to understand that, you know, maybe it was something that kind of took you to a doorway. And, and now, 
where you felt so safe and secure in going that route, now that you've got to the door and there's a lot of disappointment, you're uh, second-guessing on whether or not it's going to be worth it to step through for the fear of maybe, at the least, just being hurt again. And, you know, you just got to know that there's a lot of people out there who feel the exact same way as you and, you know, we're going to be okay. Well, there's a lot of people that this has made them aware that the system's broken. Right. Like, we're the only ones that could fix it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, to say simply that they stole this election, they'll steal everyone here forward. There may be some evidence of that, but at the same point, not trying doesn't do anything to eventually try and fix it. And I worry about people who are on our side who now are so disenfranchised from our election system that just as bad as, you know, letting somebody steal the election is not voting the next time because you don't think that it's possible to win. Yeah. You're going to see who your real constituents are and, and and supporters when you go out and see if these people who were with Trump all the way to the end continue to you know, show up. Right. And bring that narrative to the table every time, you know, America first and, and representing you. There's so much stuff that's been going on in the world besides everything that's been going on here uh, over the last week, week and a half. I don't know if you guys have seen all this stuff. The centralized government in Italy has collapsed. So they don't really, they're, they're kind of running on. Olive oil? Backup generators <laughs> right now. Yeah, and olive, olive oil. oil. Angela Merkel's stepping down. Pizza crust. Uh, the chancellor of Germany, she's done. I mean, I know she had announced this, I think, at the end of 2018, but it's actually happening. Merkel. Uh, the Pope stepping down, I think, in February. The Pope hologram? Right, if, if he hasn't been <laughs> arrested already. Uh, the government in the Netherlands has collapsed. They have no centralized government. They're running on backup generators as well. Uh, also in Estonia, another I've European nation. You've been to Estonia? Yeah. Wow. And then, and then two really big influential deaths. Uh, Donald Tober, who was the CEO of Sweet and Low, but also a billionaire, uh, probably part of the cabal. <clears throat> and even more importantly, uh, Benjamin Rothschild of the <clears throat> famous right, the Rothschild, Bilderberg, Rockefeller. Yeah, the real upper guard died of a apparent. They have meetings at a place called the Meadows. Yeah, unforeseen and random heart attack at age fifty nine. The heart attack gun. Wow, they assassinated him. That's crazy. Imagine that. Well, Donald Tober, the Sweet and Low CEO, was going to be ninety years old in two weeks, and he decided to throw himself off of a high rise apartment building in New York City. Over the so weekend. who did he sexually molest before that happened? Right. Or how much, or did he have uh, evidence that was going to lead to the eventual conviction of the Clintons? <laughs> <laughs> that one never gets old because it's always true. Always true. Spartan kicked from the butt. Two plus right. two is always four. So we do have a little bit of legal news. Unless you're voting. Going on. Mike Lindell, who was last seen leaving the White House last week, uh, where he was carrying documents that outline voter fraud in regards to the Dominion voting machines, uh, the My Pillow, or as I like to call it, Our Pillow, mm. CEO and founder. America's Pillow. Right. Um, <laughs> he was served with a cease and desist uh, letter from Dominion Voting Systems 
And How ironic is yeah, that? Yeah, he basically... From his notes? Right. He issued... He reissued... That a, that a journalist took a photo of? Yeah, he issued a statement... Uh, in response to that, saying that I will not continue, or I will continue to defend this president till the very end. If you have anything legally they are going to bring to court, by all means, bring it. So, oh so the fate of who's in administration now? They have people that will back the Dominion system. Yeah, well, because so it the, put them in office. The fate of our political system is in the hands of. Do you think the Dominion or the uh, my pillow guy roll around midterms? There will be a new election system absolutely not zero percent chance what about 2024 (laughs) even less of a chance so how about that voter id never (laughs) that'll never be a thing almost laughable um linwood and made a little bit of news this week they dropped part of the kraken lawsuit in regards to voter fraud in Georgia, and that basically came in regards to the hurdles that they can't get over because after the 2016 election, Stacey Abrams took the state of Georgia to court and basically won a way for her to be able to turn the signature verifications down, saying that signature verification was basically racist and that everybody who didn't sign their signature with a 94% accuracy and was called for it was being racist upon. Uh. So, however, in Arizona, I don't, I know we've talked, it's been a couple of weeks, but do you guys remember that they had subpoenaed the Dominion voting machines for a full forensic audit? Well, one of the real Trump Republicans, Republican Kelly Ward, uh, is leading a committee that she's chairing which will, at the end of the day, fully forensically audit all of the election stuff that happened in Arizona. So then there's that. Um, like we said at the top of our show, today was Inauguration Day. No, I know you partook in viewing parts of it. Yeah. What'd you think? Mm. I'm beyond words. Really? That bad? It, it was it was it was pretty god awful and terrible. Uh, was this like one of the first times he's been seen publicly since he like fell down the stairs? He was pushed. Well, it's pretty funny that you mentioned that because he he fell supposedly playing with his dog. He was seen in a walking boot once, and for someone who's nearly eighty years old, healed almost immediately thereafter. Kamala almost fell down the stairs. What? She stumbled a little bit. Did she, Camelia? She's probably drunk. That <laughs> drunk on dick. Wow. Yeah, Washington dick. Yeah, there you go. Did she give up her seat yet? Or she, she did still yesterday. Afraid? Okay. Uh, Wasn't finally. afraid anymore? No. Is that, I mean... Unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, that's just never happened before, right? Like, you know, I would like to see, who like, takes just the history of politics, who has kept their seat the longest, because obviously she wins, but... Yeah. Like, who's the second runner-up? You know what? There's just so much stuff that went on over the course of the last month in regards to feeding in. I don't know if it was just like... It, it had to be one of the biggest psyops in the history of the world, the whole QAnon thing, because there was so many confirmed deltas since the election in regards to everything from, like, 
flags and the way they were displayed or how many of them there was to... On my drive here, there was a guy's car with, like, the Illuminati things on him and some other, like, things I didn't recognize but associated to Q. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, Oh, no, they're out there. I'm yeah. telling you, they're in the millions now. But, I mean, all the way up to, like, using the 10th Mountain Division, placements of the Punisher skull in random places, uh, you know, uh, blackouts across the country, and when they would happen, Trump being kicked off of all social media before he left the office of the president. And it's just, you know, one of their biggest things was there's no coincidences, and I just can't believe that it was organized at such a level that all of this stuff came to fruition except... The fact that there was no mass arrests and free flights to Gitmo. Yeah, it was blue balls, basically. Yeah. That's a great way to put it, blue balls. Right? Exactly. It was. And and like I said, at, at the end of the day, the best and most we could take away from it was that we were... Fucked. No. Oh. Woken up and extremely organized now. I think we this group, at least... And the majority of the movement was woken up before that. But yeah, I guess I mean, this has been, it a took four, all the, this has been a four-year thing. It took all the couch Republicans and, and right-wing people that, to kind of wake up and go. Well, it even gave people oh. on the left an eye-opening. Like, I mean, because you can't ignore so much stuff. Like, how are you going to just, like, close your eyes? No, 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 orange man bad, la, 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 la. I mean, right. there's a lot of them doing that 100%. <laughs> You'll but never that's get literally what it You want to hear the most annoying sound say, of the world? Right. I was going to say, there's a lot of leftists that will take that as a challenge. So challenge accepted. We're just going to ignore all this evidence. There's just so many people that they don't they get their news from Twitter, social media and from the main <clears throat> media outlets. It's like if the only thing you have for news on your cell phone is popping up as a CNN app, then right. you're or, or Reddit on the other side or, or even now Fox News. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's a dangerous thing. Like you have to look at both sides of what people are saying, like just living in your little echo chamber of everybody that agrees with you. Is super dangerous. And I like to think that I have friends on both sides of the aisle and people that I know on both sides of the aisle. I mean, I don't really hang out with anybody except you guys, but yeah, same. uh it's it's good to have the view from the other side. It's good because you can round yourself out. You can see different perspectives. You can have other people's ideas, and you can yeah. pick and choose of what you what you want to know and what you believe. Uh, there's just a lot of people who yeah. just don't know any better either. It's like I was talking with one of our coworkers last night. Oh know, God! Right. He, I would consider him a middle of the road. He's like fifty one percent conservative. Mm-hmm. But extremely moderate in regards to everything, you know. Um, and and we were talking, the podcast came up. He heard about it. He listened to it a little bit. He laughed the whole time. You know, he's listening to our last show. He thought some points were really good. He's nodding his head when we were making, you know, points on other things. But you know, you were watching him listen to the podcast. We were, I was sitting right next to him. Oh. Yeah, turn it on now. Oh, I got, I got you. I know yeah. where you were. Wait, wait, he, right. This part's good. I I talk. Did he give I us a, a joke for this? Did part. he give us a one star? <laughs> No. Listen to the part right after Nick burps. Right. <laughs> Jesus, that's Christ. the whole podcast. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Oh God! So, but but as oh, soon as fuck. we got off that, it's like people are almost, <laughs> and, and this is what frustrates me a lot. They're almost automatically programmed to go back to <laughs> Orange Man Bad or yeah. media tells me everything, and it's just like yeah. And he got right onto. Uh, hey, have you ever heard of Ben Shapiro? Hey, have you ever heard of Candace Owens? 
And I was like, yeah. I mean, well, what do you think of them? I said, well, they get paid a lot of money to spit out talking points that the people above them tell them they're allowed to spit out. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Aren't they conservative? I was like, sure, they have a conservative angle. But they, here's the thing. Regardless of how any of those people think, and this is how simply I broke it down for them, and how strong in their convictions they are, at the end of the day, the people that write their checks say, listen, we like you and everyone likes you because you say this. Keep saying this. Right. And, and your checks will keep coming. But don't get the, too far off. Because if you cross that fucking line, you're fucking fired. Mm-hmm. And the best example that I can continue to use Mentioning was, George Soros. <sighs> Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I Great, think he's yeah. very passionate. I think he's got a lot of conviction. I think he's also a little stupid. And, he, you know, he's kind of full of himself. But yeah. there has been times where mm-hmm. Tucky has gotten out on a limb and, and he starts saying stuff to oh, where they reel like, him in quick. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. And then the next day, like, it'll be like, you know, there was fucking voter fraud and fuck all these fucking assholes because they're fucking running us into the ground and this whole fucking country's fucking fucked. And then the next day it'll be like. I was a little heated. Yeah, he's like, you know, there was a uh, a dog fashion show in Arizona today and we have a we have a tux exclusive on it and we're gonna check it out right now. And that, that that'll be Tucker Carlson tonight, you know, and, and it'll look like for like it, the next week after he goes off He got the belt. Right. He'll look like he got beat because he just sits there with his eyes open all the way. It looks, it looks like, like those videos of the Islamic terrorists that have the American people held captive. And there's like a gun pointed to the head. Yeah. And he's like America is bad. bad. Uh and we need to get out of the Middle East. He's like reading off a note card. Right. That's, and, and, that's literally what, like you're saying, Tucker Carlson's show the Tuckle? week after. And that's the Tuckle. thing about people who, who parrot <laughs> legacy and mainstream media outlets. Tucker Carlson lost 2 million viewers a night, not because his content sucks, not because he got mad at Sidney Powell. It's because somebody told him to stop talking about things. Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Powell. How fucking dare he stop it. be mean to her. Yeah. We'll Asshole. find you. I'm glad you lost two yeah. million viewers. You, you, and <laughs> you jerk. Fucking one star rating. But it's beca- it's because people tell him to stop saying those things, and when people control you in that nature, they tend to shape the narrative, which becomes people's ways of thinking, and then that lie becomes the truth because you've heard it enough times. Mm-hmm. If you and, say something often enough, it's propaganda 101. It like becomes or- true. Like Orange Man, bad. It's Sunday morning. God. So yeah, uh, yeah. We always like to have positive people on this show, and I think when you talk in regards to all the things that have happened, this talking week, about like Mike Magic Johnson positive. Oh, yeah. wow, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's, that's old school. <laughs> Money cures everything. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best South Park episodes ever. <laughs> um, Didn't they like? Did, Put the money in a blender and like shoot it into their yes. bodies or something. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are so absolutely brilliant and ahead of the curve. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where like they're a good example of like Comedy Central said we fucking hate it, but it's literally the only thing. Like they're, they're telling them that, that they hate it while they're backstroking in a pool full of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but you guys keep doing your thing. Well, yeah. I heard they were so sure that normally they're ahead of the curve, like in making the episodes. They were so sure that Hillary Clinton was gonna win. That they had to like rewrite the whole new season. They had to reanimate half the shit. Yeah, <laughs> the night before. But I do like the angle that they took with, with Mr. Garrison with yeah. President Trump. Oh my god, yeah. the stained orange head. I love Mr. Garrison. Oh, scissor me too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like that segue right there? So we need to get some clips of uh, Mr. Garrison as president. We sure oh. will. But now that we're all in a better mood, 
and nothing could destroy <laughs> this, right? Because we're at such a high right now and extremely euphoric. Uh, resident sunshine spreader Alex Jones. Oh, God. Yes. What else? honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Yeah. <laughs> He's been kind of hovering between a 8.7 and a 9.3 on the Alex Jones scale for the Ooh, last couple months. And in that's, regards, that's extreme. Right, in regards to stopping the steal. Uh, just red-faced, bullhorn holding. Oh, my holding, God. His, his fucking Braveheart speeches have been off so, the hook. Vein in the neck, pulsating. But yesterday, he he decided to spray some rays of sunshine towards the end of his program, InfoWars. And uh, I cut a little clip just to let you know. Um this is probably how a lot of conservative America feels right now. Can't wait. And I don't say that to be exaggerating or be mean about it. You better mark the point we got taken over, and then they're going to start the mass re-education, starving everybody out, making you salute them, making you prove to them you're a good little minion to have a job. This is going to be so humiliating for the American people. This is going to make Sherman's reconstruction of the South look like a cakewalk, a tea party, an exercise in enjoyment. I mean, if we ever beat this thing, it'll be in the history of, of like, these people were Hitler. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's not like, oh, we're getting there, it's bad, things are out of control. It's, it's, they've just begun. They're going to take your pension funds, they're going to bankrupt, they're going to cut the power off, the oil off, they're going to open the borders. It's over, man, it's over. It's all gone, it's all over. They're going to activate the boogaloos, FBI, ADL, terror forces, they're going to start blowing everything up, then they're going to come arrest all the patriots, the idiots will cheer it, then they're going to shut your power off. They want you starving in the street. They want to rape your wife. They're Bolsheviks. They're Jacobins. You're, it's all over, man. All over. Enjoy all your games. In fact, America is rotting and deserves it. Now, the Satanists aren't good. They're not God. God just lets them have their way now. So all your games are over. All the TV watching, all the laziness, all the slack jawing's over. It's over. You're going to be just like a baby at six months being chopped up in its mother's womb. You're not a human. You're not essential. You're dead. They're going to kill you because you don't care. I know. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I agree. Right? Oh. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> when uh, they, <clears throat> when the, the kind of theme of this country was headed towards him, Biden winning. Okay. My wife asked me, you know, what's the update? And that's probably pretty close to my reaction. There is no update. It's all over. It's did, you, did you were yelling that much? I wasn't yelling quite that much, but I was like infuriated. It wasn't a lot of like sighing for me. Like Nick sighing? Oh, <sighs> kind of like that. No, because I just kind of know like. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pizza. Kind of just know what's going to happen. Like, Guys, we just talked about it for almost two hours. What? Yes, it's okay to feel this way. Not probably the way Alex Jones feels, but this way on the inside that we're all feeling now as conservatives, patriots, anons, hmm? everything. You know, if you support the country and you want to do better, America first values. L you're literally Hitler. Right. Well, that and oh, I didn't get finished. But hang on. Traditional family values. Oh. 
That's a no-go. Yeah, it burned the stake. Look, I just want to be able to buy guns, walk into a store, buy a firearm, and as much ammo as I want, and I don't want trannies reading school books to my kids at the library. Is that too much wow. to ask for? How dare you? <laughs> Is that too much to ask for? It's <laughs> ma'am. How old your son? It's ma'am. How old your son? It's president-elect. <laughs> He's four. Can you imagine, like, a four-year-old going to kindergarten next year, and they have three bathrooms? Sure can, and I'll give you a fine example of that. No, nobody's going to build another bathroom. I'm just going to put that fucking impotent sign that says everybody. Unibathroom? Unibathroom. Uni last party. year. How dare they? Last year, my son's class, when he was in kindergarten, it's funny that you mentioned that, he had a student in his class whose parents got a divorce. Their parents got divorced because the kid's father decided that he wanted to be a woman. So it gets fucking crazier. The dad wanted to be a woman? The dad wanted to be a woman. It's a little too late, for, too late for that, buddy. So whenever the kid who was a boy would come to school with the mom, the mom would look like super sad and depressed, mm -hmm. and the child would be dressed traditionally. Whenever the dad dropped the kid off at school, he would come to school in Capri Jeggins, a fishnet wife beater. What? No, no. Blue dyed hair and make his son wear a fucking dress and pink clogs to school. What the fuck? Yes. And where do you even find a wife beater, a fish, fishnet wife beater that size? Oh, God. Amazon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alibaba? You Isn't don't have a website? One? I feel like if you search that on Amazon, you should be arrested. The dark web. But it's just the like one of those things. Yeah. It's funny that you would, oh, you, you would bring up the fact like, oh my God, I, I, what are, what's next? Kids are going to be going to school. They already fucking are. That's the fact of the matter. Wrong. No, they, yes, they are because I saw it every week with my own eyes. And That's I wasn't, crazy. I wasn't anything by it except saddened. It had gotten past the point of anger, past the point of disgust, and it was just fucking sad because I could see when the mom brings the kid, you could see that she was going through so much shit because she was probably fighting with her husband-wife in the background, <laughs> saying that, like, well, when I take him to school, he's going to be fucking Sally, and when you take him to school, he could be Jimmy or whatever the fuck you called him when we had him, you know, seven years ago. And it's just fucking terrible. Well, it's people pushing their own agenda on children who yes. are developing. It's like, yes. that's why... That's why it's so dangerous for people to be like, oh, no, they should be able to let 16-year-olds have gender reassignment surgeries. Like, dude, some of the shit that I thought when I was 16, idiotic. The only dude, pronouns. Some of the stuff I still. Some of the shit <laughs> I still think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, there. it's just like. <laughs> yesterday, I had some really dumb thoughts. What know? do they say? Your brain's not fully developed until you're 26? Oh, that sounds about we're right. We're older than that, aren't we? I'm barely, barely older. Than yeah, thirty six. Turned twenty seven. Twenty six. Like a black and white, black and white flashback for Noah and I. My brain barely is done. It's just like cooling off from being finished developing. What? Hot off the presses. Hot mm. off the press. So, but already in decline. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, I'm like a six year old Republican sitting on his front porch drinking Coors Light every day. Trapped in a Speaking young man's of body. Grant Torino style? Oh. <laughs> Maybe not that extreme, but pretty close. I actually had somebody describe me that that's going to be me when I'm old, except not racist. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what my wife says. She's like, you're a grumpy old man. I said, you're damn right I am. But speaking of. I still read couch. the news. I get the newspaper. Sure, and get the fuck off my When lawn, I get home from right? work, I read the newspaper like an old man with a cup of coffee. Okay. Every day. I'm oh. like the only guy here. You that still gets get the newspaper? I do. That's what I started the charcoal grill with. Oh, nice. Every morning. <laughs> That's about, yeah, there That's you go. That's actually what I use my newspapers for. Too. I'm an old man. I miss phone books. You yeah. still get phone books? Do you think you'd rip phone books in half? Remember maps? 
Oh yeah, I remember I've having actually... to print MapQuest things out because like you'd had to go on the computer, go to oh. MapQuest, and like print it out because there was nowhere else you could like take it. You know, when you're, have I remember like Lewis and Clark trying to navigating find... the United States. Like Indiana Jones. Really, usually you say the globe after that. When so I worked I, construction Map, with my dad. and a freaking road atlas. I worked construction mm-hmm. with my dad. And this is like right when iPhones had like map, you know, you could find the most efficient way. He had a Thomas Brothers map book in his truck, his work truck. And he would give me the address and he'd go, find this. We're going to. And I'm like, dad, this is useless. And he goes, what happens if your phone dies and you're lost? And he goes, you're going to use a map. He's like, if you don't know how to read a map. No, you're going to drive around aimlessly for 17 so, hours. Yeah. In, in Missouri, yeah. when I was in college, there are like definitely some spots out there where you don't have any cell phone reception. Because U.S. Cellular like owns all the cell towers out there. They where? Skipped Missouri. In Missouri. Oh. And like uh, Kentucky and all those other fucking places, Iowa. Okay. And everyone's like phones. Awesome. Like, Talking had, about America's heartland there. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. phones like, lost reception. And, like, my phone had enough to, like, pull up a map, but not, like, enough reception to navigate. Like a screenshot of a map. Yeah, so I was able to, like, get the map up and then navigate our fucking team home because no one knew how to use a fucking map otherwise. You're like Lewis and Clark, bro. Was it the the map from Goonies? (laughs) Nice. Uh, Rocky Road. So, (laughs) not to to jump back into cognitive decline, (laughs) but... I will give Biden some credit for being on some good shit today because, you know, I mean, there was a couple little flutters here and there, but how many, how many, how many shots of adrenaline off? do you think he took? Oh Adrenochrome, you mean? Adrenochrome. Oh, what the going adrenochrome? there? What? How the fuck are you, you one of the hosts know? of this show and you don't know what adrenochrome is? Have we ever talked about that on the show before? Is that the only reason why you would know things? I mean, look at me. Yeah, he's got a good point. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ron, for, Ron, those who, for those who don't know what Ron's just like, looking at you, I'm wearing disgust. Lululemon shorts. Yeah, why? Rainbow sandal slippers that I've owned for eight years. What rainbow? Yeah, the company that's in San Clemente. Oh, I just thought you were wearing leather moccasins. You need to understand. Yeah. We're grooming Fucking Dakota, but it, it's like in the it's the good grooming. We're trying to turn him into a nice fiscal conservative patriot. Well, I'm I'm 26 and I already own my own property. Just bought a new truck as How well. How many guns do you have? Right, congratulations. Uh, Please don't say one. Three? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many of them you were given to you by the guns? government? Uh, zero. Have you ever lost any of them in a boating accident? Yeah. All of them, actually. Nice. Okay. I mean, he's not completely <laughs> right, so he's lost, not lost. cause. He's yeah, good. He's, but he's there, he's there where it counts. Uh, Nick, when he was beardlier, looked like a sovereign citizen. He really did. Uh, I'm rocking the uh, Hulk Hogan... I kind of like it. I Dude, did. He it. went back on TV to wrestle. I did it Good as a him. joke. This mustache, and I feel like it fits my personality so much better. It really does. I'm waiting for my mullet to grow back out. No, don't do that. It's never going to happen, far. though. Yeah, please don't. You don't no. have the authority. The clean for that sides and, and party on top looks way better than the, the party in the back. Yeah, I can't get behind the mullet. Well, I thought no. we were friends, but whatever. <laughs> it's not about I what you guys do. It's about what you. makes me feel comfortable. All right, we're getting in the weeds here. Oh, we're always in the weeds. Yeah, a little bit. So. But, but anyway, not saying we. If we're we, talking about America, wrap this up. There's nothing oh, more American. Pull it together, like there's nothing boat. more American than a Fu Manchu and a mullet. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, I mean, you literally. What is it contradicting yourself? You said a Fu Manchu and a mullet. That's like two totally different. They both can't be American if one is like Chinese. Hulk Hogan had a Fu Manchu. He still rocks it for years. I don't know if it was a Fu Manchu. It was more of a Hogan. 
Yeah. Okay, well then that, a Hogan and a mullet. Well, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Nothing's right. more American than that. Case yeah. closed. So. Yep. It's I met the guy. He's actually super nice. I rest my case. I think in a storage unit somewhere I have an autograph photo of him and me together. You know what I just wanted to say? That's awesome. Before we uh, wrap it up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the virus came from China. 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 And it'll always be known as the China virus or China plague. Are you guys going to get the uh, vaccine? Negative. Absolutely fucking not. Same. Uh, not till the military forces me, which should be any time now. <laughs> I heard some people were having some severe side effects, like oh. flu-like symptoms. Here in San Diego, dying. there's a sub-neighborhood called Chula Vista, and they had a vaccination station there. And literally within an hour, they had to shut it down because 100 people started throwing up in the parking lot. Yeah, my wife had a... It could have been tacos. Reaction. No, my wife nah, had true. dead arm, fever... Cold sweats, tossing and turning in her sleep, talking in her sleep. Did she say anything funny? She was just Hold gibberish. Me. Get the fuck so, off of me. Biden oh. 2020. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a weird side effect no. for the My wife. wife used His to wife be... would not be around if she said that in the <laughs> well, middle well, of her sleep. She, she used to be eating a my pillow. She used to be a pretty big, she used to be a pretty big lib, but uh, she's definitely. Over the last four years, she Is was that migrating. What you named your dick? Like <laughs> She was migrating to the center. <laughs> That was terrible. Yeah, that's that's awful. Okay. <laughs> Where are we at? What what time is it? She was moving towards the center and now has become pretty conservative. It got to the point to where she actually feels bad when she sees the things that people were doing to Trump unfold on TV and on the mm. internet. And she has sympathy for like the slander and all that because she knows that our family's been taken care of for the last four years for the first time in basically our lives, and I'm in my early forties. Well, it's just nice that some people can. They can change. They can open their minds to different yeah. things and and learn and accept things. You have to judge for yourself. You yeah. know, like there's so many people that they refuse to even have a logical conversation about something. Like, do you, do you, you can't think talk to them. Old people are senile. Oh, that's a too broad of a statement. I feel like, like, I'm like senile. I mean, Donald, okay, but, Donald Trump's almost 80 years old and he's sharper than any of us. Okay, maybe not senile, but like super aggressive, angry, disgruntled about everything. You're you ever describing like walk into someone? You ever walk into some like your old like your grandparents' house? And you're like, oh, are you talking are like Clint going? Eastwood, old person? Or sure. And you're like, uh, hey, how are you doing? And then just like, ugh, fuck everything. Just well, sounds like people at work. Yeah, but it sounds the, like me. The reason is, is because they started out young as liberals, okay. and as they got older, they realized everything they did when they were younger was fucked up, and then they became conservatives and realized the truth. Because they went through truth finding, they experienced things in life, and now they're senile, old ass motherfuckers because nothing's changing. Yes and no. I mean, a lot of it's because just the way the world is right now, a lot of their fucking kids have moved back into their houses when they're old. Well, you also have to think like that generation of older people, like you're describing, like that generation, like my great grandfather, for instance, he's 101, lives in Vegas. All by himself. He's gone through the depression. He's gone through recessions. He's seen great presidents. Multiple plagues. He's multiple plagues. I mean, he's seen every everything that's going on now. He's like, I've seen this before. You know, and, and maybe not to the extent of the voter fraud and all this corruption, but... Or Donald Trump. Or Donald Trump. And he's the hugest Trump supporter. But he served in World War II. He was... He's a red-blooded American. He lived the American dream, came here from Sicily, moved to Detroit, then from Detroit came here, started his own restaurant... 
and now he's retired and he's like, I've seen all this stuff. He's like, it's nothing new and, and sure that corruption is on a different scale. You know, you have blackmail with judges and politicians, which is why there's so much corruption. And he's like the widespread, I mean, you could sit him down and he would have the most intelligent conversation you've ever heard from an older person. Right. He's not senile. He's very much with it, but he'll, he'll tell you, I've seen this all before. Yeah. It's on a different scale because technology advances. The ability to rig elections and all that is at an all-time high. But he's like, this is nothing new. It's just corruption, and it's adapting to our current state of technology. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. And then you combine that with, I, I attribute a lot of this, and I think we could all probably agree to social media. Because 10 years ago, social media was what, MySpace? And you were just trying to you know, talk to the girl you liked in high school or, or whatever. It's not to the point where it is now where social media literally controls the information influx of what you're viewing. I mean, how many people don't have cable anymore? I have I have cable because I like watching weird shows. And like, we have kids. Like unknown, um, you know, all those like treasure hunting shows in Oak Island, which they have never found anything. Nothing. And I have kids, so they watch stuff. So I watch different news outlets. I don't watch flyby clips on Facebook like a lot of our generation does. And for him, he watches the news all day and yep. he reads the newspaper. And so he's very old school when it comes to how he obtains his knowledge. And sure, the newspapers and all the mainstream news outlets are still bought now. And, and it's sad, but it's better than watching a two minute clip on some CNN Facebook page of some guy who's paid millions of dollars, dollars a year to not even think about what he's reading off the teleprompter. Well, and the things about the, the media group on for CNN on Facebook is different than that guy that is writing the report in the newspaper. They're two different journalists. Yeah. And mainly when you write like columns in the newspaper, you've been a journalist for a while. And like at least my grandparents, they had like specific journalists that they would read in the newspaper. And if someone wrote a column like for the weekend and their main journalist wasn't there, they wouldn't read it. Right. right. Very true. Anyone can work for CNN or BuzzFeed and upload uh, five things that you should hate about Donald Trump. Correct. Which is probably a realistic news outlet that they've yeah. or news headline that they've published multiple It's going to have multiple volumes to it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> part one. Part two. <laughs> part 163. Yeah, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah. So this is where we're at. Well, we're not going anywhere. No, this is just the beginning for our podcast. I, I think I think one of the biggest things that we take out of this is what would what can we do to keep this narrative? I wouldn't say afloat, but moving forward. I think so, one of the things on my part is, and this is going to be hard for me to say, but in some capacity, accepting the results. Even though it was fraudulent, it was ridiculous, it was the biggest scam in U.S. history. Accepting it was the most it, secure election in U.S. history. Correct. 80 million votes. It's Sunday morning. Good morning. Joe Biden is your president. Um, accepting it in the fact that we're going to have to live with this guy for the next month before he dies. Hillary Clinton offs him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but in reality, I mean, look. This guy's our president. Now, if they keep him as juiced up as he was today, there's no way his nervous system is going to be able to handle it. Yeah, can the human body handle that? <laughs> he, he's going to be technically our president. Now, for the last four years, we saw the left freak out every day. Yep. He's not my president. He's not my president. Conservatives have, are going to have to find the middle ground between working with this jackass 
But also, you can't let that oversee the fact that you have core beliefs, core well, you family have to values. Respect the office. Well, and that's my point: is you respect the guy and what they're doing, but at the same time, do not let that water down what you believe in, what you fought for. Because in four years, we're going to vote again. We talked about this on election night. We're going to be voting in two years. In two years, you're correct. So there, there could be a very big change of the tides in two years. It's not the, it's not the end of the country. I mean, you have to remember that. It was more than half the country voted for this guy because with the election fraud and everything. Which guy? The senile old pervert that's in office now. More than half? That's what I'm saying. Way more than half. Because when it came down to the election, he won, and we know that a lot of that was fraudulent. So there had to be more than half of people voted for Trump. Right. Yeah, I think that's what you meant to yeah. say. It sounded like you were saying that more than no, half No, no, yeah, I, I might have. That's um, why I was confused. Juggled that a little bit. But more than half of the people don't want this guy in office. Yeah. So we have to figure out how do we peacefully exist under this guy without shoving all of our beliefs in the closet and, and just ignoring the fact that, hey, I'm not for abortion. I'm not for open borders. I'm not for a six-year-old kid saying that he's a dragon and going into the dragon bathroom every day at school. He's saying he's a dragon queen? He's, he's fabulous in the dragon realm, and he's going <laughs> to use whatever bathroom he wants. That's not for me. Nope. So I'm not going to lay down and go, yeah, you know what? Just because in office, I'm going to... You know, surrender all my belief. It's not going to happen. It, it's definitely not. How? So there's going to be things I'm sure that Biden will do every once in a while that conservatives agree with, maybe once or twice in the next four years. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. But at the same time, for our listeners and the people that are part of this movement, you can't, don't forego your beliefs because we lost. And we didn't lose fairly. Everybody knows that. So that's even more of an incentive to keep pushing, keep pressing the fact that hold on to your beliefs, hold on to your family values. Just because your public school that you send your kid to doesn't institute what you believe in doesn't mean you can't reinforce that at home. Doesn't yeah. mean that, like, when, when, you know, my son was, like, two or three years old, and he would see, like, these crazy commercials of, like, My Little Pony. Like, they're obviously geared towards girls, but sometimes you look at him and you're like, man, that looks kind of cool. And I would tell him, hey, that's for girl stuff. And then, like, Hot Wheels would come on and, like, that's a boy toy. And so now he'll watch TV while we're watching it, and like some crazy Paw Patrol Hot Wheels like rocket launcher will come on. And he goes, "Is that for boys?" And I go, "Yeah, that's a hundred percent for boys." And then like princess stuff will come on, and then he'll go grab our daughter who's two and goes, "Look, it's a girl toy." That's that's like he's very cognizant of this is for boys, this is for girls, and that's something I institute in my life, in my household. I'm the man of this house. I make the rules. My wife one hundred percent backs me on stuff like that. So for me, it's like. Is Biden our president? Sure. Am I going to respect him at some point? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm not letting that affect the way that I run my household. I'm not going to cave work in. tonight. Of course. Are we all still going to work tonight or tomorrow? I'm not. I am. I'm off. We're not going to go protest that he's. Not oh our, no, that he's not our president. I got better things to do. Can we? We, we might be in a podcast together, but we're not going to hold our hands and and cry. I just we'll, want to point out. Police station down. If I ever was going to protest and loot, it wouldn't be at a CVS. It would probably be at Costco. I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably do Best Buy. Groceries and or like Fry's Electronics. Fry's Electronics heard. hasn't had customers in like 12 you years. You got to loot at some place that actually has like a decent sized cart for the for the consumer. That's what I'm saying. Costco, you get the like flatbed. Like if you can't fit the big ass TV on it, what's the point? True then story. you're just dragging it through the parking lot like an idiot. And then somebody else is going to steal it from you because you can't get it in your car fast enough. Uh-huh. Well, that's why you, we all own trucks and we just throw the shopping cart. In your 2012 Nissan Altima. This 90-inch TV won't fit in the trunk of my yeah. Nissan Altima. <laughs> hey, if it's good enough to hold your bumper on, ratchet strap. 
uh, well, we're. I think what we're going to see <clears throat> just over the next couple of weeks, months, or however much period of time, you're going to see just the outright persecution of people who have ideals that differ from traditional family values. No, no, no. You're going to see oh. persecution of. They're actually not. You're going to see the persecution of people who have that, yes. not the people who don't have that. The people who have beliefs and ideals that differ from what the mainstream media is pushing, what the left propaganda is pushing, and you're seeing it already where people are just being completely wiped, their internet persona is gone, they have no voice because they've been just completely deplatformed, and we're going to see more of that. So, yeah. Steak for Breakfast has been deplatformed three times now on Twitter. You know what they say. Noah, Nick, one of you guys is up to make me a Twitter. Need <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody with a different IP no, address. No, just get a burner iPhone. Right, I need, I need a I need a fifth account. <laughs> the first one got burned in like record time. We yeah. should probably get a plaque for that. Yeah, there's an app for that. Sure is. Was it Parlor? So here's another weird thing. So respect. I made a post on Instagram and I've deleted you know Google, fucking Google Maps, fucking Instagram, yada yada. You deleted stuff. Google Maps. Yeah. Well, I never had Google. I use iMaps. I use iMaps, yeah. But, so I deleted all these apps, right? So then I made a post, and being OCD like I am, to some extent, I there was a typo because I was using the ghetto-ass, shitty Instagram web app, which is absolute garbage. And I had, like, this whole thing I typed up underneath the post that I was making, and it all disappeared. So I had to post it in two sections, and, of course, I misspelled a fucking word, and it was driving me up the wall. So I literally re-downloaded the Instagram app in order to fix it. Didn't work. Couldn't fix it. Didn't want to delete the whole post. Just said, fuck it, whatever. I'll just live with it. So now that I've re-deleted the Instagram app, it won't go away. I'm now getting notifications from the Instagram app that I deleted. Are you sure they're yeah, from the app and not the web browser? You deleted it from your home screen, but you didn't delete the app in entirety now. But how do you delete the app from entirety? I don't know if you can. Go to settings? Let me see. No, let's, we're let's not, not going to not not do this live on this right now. But, <laughs> Stand but by I'm listeners. just saying it's just like they're making it that much more difficult to get rid of this stuff that is actually yeah. tracking us. Oh my God. Well, you can't like Jesus with new phones, you can't even disable some of the like it's spamware no that comes with it. It's kind of frustrating. I think we should all get rid of our phones and just get uh, ham radios. Let's go back to the Razer flip one. phones. You have a ham radio? Oh, yeah. You have everything, don't you? No. You're like the Tony Stark of <laughs> our group. Not, near, is not nearly smart enough. That car out there probably, like, transforms. Yeah. It's pretty epic. Transforms gas have... into pollution. <laughs> Good thing you don't have to smog that sucker. Well, 1958, you don't have to. I think it's, like, 73, 74 now. 74, I think. Yeah. <sighs> This state sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. I have to register my truck tonight. I forgot to do that. Oh, it's only $700 this year. Nice. That's how much mine is, too. Last year was 800 Like, if my car polluted more, I would have to register it as an assault vehicle. <laughs> You'd have to build 80% of it. <laughs> <laughs> to build the engine in my garage. If you rebuild the engine, do you have to get it smogged? No. No. Oh. It's basically the chassis of what the chassis is registered as. You can literally, like, put a brand new engine in that thing and... Not well, aren't brand new, unless you build the engine yourself, aren't they already, like, EPA? Mm. No, because you can take off all the EPA stuff. It's just a matter of the top end. Well. Breaking. The 1776 Commission 
which was one of Donald Trump's executive orders, and I think one of the best things he ever did, because that whole 1619 bullshit that the country was founded on slavery by slave owners is completely false. Joe Biden already uh, burnt that EO. It's gone. No longer exists. And Chris Wallace said the inaugural speech today, and now I'm quoting, was the best I ever heard. What? Yeah. Oh, Chris Wallace said that. Yeah. Yeah, well, very punchable face. Extremely punchable. Try not to cry on air right now. Oh, God. Damn it. Guys, we've been saying it the entire show. It's going to get shittier before it gets better. But it's gonna be people like us that make that shitty part and the eventually good part great again. Oh, you like that? I'm just so heartbroken. Well, why is Chris Wallace even on Fox News? Who cares? They're all the same fucking conglomerate, anyways. There's no difference between any of those places now. And uh, Chris if you want Wallace, the real news, you come to places like this. Chris Wallace seems like the type of asshole that. Gets a shopping cart and he's two rows away from the shopping cart return. Just fucking leaves it in a parking yeah. spot. And he exactly. just goes, fuck it, they'll figure it out. Well, if you'd like to laugh on this day, which is for the most part somber, you can find us on Instagram at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. And also the backup page, Steak for Podcast Breakfast. But don't say it too many times because then I'll say it as our <laughs> actual page and everyone will laugh. Um, yeah, so, so check us out on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Gab, same name. Are we anywhere else? Parlor's still nuked. Twitter is a lost cause at this moment. <laughs> Twitter's like the Wild hey, West. If any of our listeners want to donate a Twitter handle to the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> info, uh, steak for breakfast podcast at gmail.com. Did you say info? I was going to say info. No, just send the password and the username. Right. Yeah. Go. Or hit me. Send it to our Instagram. Or, or slide into the DMs. You know, I always answer as fast as I can. Sometimes I'm working. Sometimes I'm sleeping. Usually working, not as much sleeping, but I try to get back to everybody. I think there's a world record on how many uh, accounts no. have been deleted on Twitter. Alex Jones probably has that record. We're probably in like maybe number nine because it was Bush quick. League. It was really quick. Um, another side note is follow or um, subscribe, please, on Instagram. Or not on Instagram, um, iTunes and Spotify. And I just read a statistic. And Pandora, if you, and Podbean, if you stream literally for 60 seconds on Pandora, that counts as a stream. So if you want to help us break through the top 200 on Spotify and iTunes, which is our goal for the next month, it sounds like we're cheating, but everyone's cheating nowadays. It's okay. You just stream it and then download it, and then that'll help us to kind of double dip. In iTunes, we just switched our category. For some reason, they put us in the technology category. We just switched it, so we're in the news category now. So if you have an iPhone, grab your mom's iPhone, your son's iPhone, if you give them phones at 12 years old. Go to Steak for Breakfast podcast. Give us a five-star rating. You don't have to actually write anything. It takes two seconds. Swipe five stars. If you want to leave a comment, that would help us as well. But in order to break through the top 200... We need some ratings on iTunes. We have 16 right now. I know there's a lot more than 16 people listening on iTunes. So go to iTunes, subscribe, download the episodes when they come out, and also um, resubscribe, do all that. Give us that five-star review because that helps us big time 
when it comes to us breaking through that platform. When we break through that platform, that opens the door for sponsorships and it helps us get the message out that you obviously support because you're following our journey with this podcast. If um, we break through that top 200, maybe we'll give away the signed Trump hat that we have. Maybe not. Or we'll some post, sponsored gear. Maybe we'll post pictures of it on Instagram because we actually do have one. There you go. Yeah. I'm so, looking forward to see that post. Five-star review. Subscribe. Download the episode because downloads is a lot of times and what we, iTunes ranks When we say download it the episode, it means like when you hit the play button, there's an arrow down button to download it. And right now... We don't have statistics for how many people stream the episode. We only have statistics for how many people download the episode. So put it on your phone, listen to it, and then delete the episode if you want. Or you can keep it around because it's fucking awesome. Sorry, I'm just thinking about while we're getting all this good information out. Because you know I'm a shit poster at heart. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just now how many different comment sections I'm going to be... This is Biden's America, period. As replies in the comment section, it's going to be so great. So... Whatever. Stop it. Hold the line. Hold the line. We want to thank all of our sponsors. Stay Ready Gear. Man Rubs. Uh, Mediocre Medic. Dump Box and West Coast Survival Arms. We will get you squared away with everything from concealed carry holsters, barbecue and smoking needs, tactical morale apparel, and guns. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really on that that I don't like. Correct. Um, some people we always like to thank Tom Pappert, editor-in-chief of the National File Thank you for having the balls to report the news Before anybody else will And be right about it um, Something that's near and dear to me All my friends In the uh, God Emperor Trump Epic Gamers We've had a lot of nukings go- We lost a Discord this week He has lost a Discord? (laughs) How Discord banned it or what? Permanent banned. Oh my god. (laughs) You're on a roll. Permanent. I didn't know Discord banned servers. Neither did we. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, we've moved out to the fringe of what is 2021. You're just going to have to go back to like Ventrilo. Right, Telegram and uh, we're on on things of that nature. Smoke signals. I don't want to say Facebook because Lizardberg's always listening. (laughs) Uh, We the People Radio Podcast. Hopefully this weekend, James and Ant will be getting together with you guys, but they were recently deplatformed from Spotify. You can still find them on YouTube. You can still find them on iTunes and Podbeam. They are doing some really great things. They have great hosts and great guests. So Before we, we close, can we share the story about the other night when I was texting you and I was drunk and I thought Spotify kicked us off? Okay. <laughs> sure. Real quick. Um, I was trying to up. I don't know why. I was up at four o'clock in the morning and I hadn't slept all night and it was my night off from work and I drank a lot. So I was still buzzed. Imagine that. <clears throat> I was more than buzzed. I was drunk and I was messing with iTunes, switching the category, and then I was switching the category on Spotify, which is really difficult to do. Then our podcast disappeared from Spotify, and um, luckily Roan was, like, texting me, and I just happened to have him on the line. And then I was like, dude, we got booted from Spotify. And he's freaking out, and I'm freaking out. And I was like, I don't know what happened. And um, it was like an hour of me, like, not blacked out, but (laughs) really close on my computer at 4 o'clock in the morning in the kitchen. <laughs> trying to figure out with the raw steak in his oh my gosh hand. I was like no we lost Spotify and then I was like well I guess we'll be just something right if we got kicked off Spotify I ended up fixing it but it was about an hour and a half of panic between Ron and I trying to figure out what the heck was going on with our Spotify and um, I thought we were done so but what ended up happening I fixed it 
Yeah, but why weren't we on Spotify? I don't know. I was drunk. Operator error. I figured it out, but it was gone for like a good hour. That was thousands and thousands of listeners that we lost. But we made it work. Thank you again to everyone that listened today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Orange Men podcast, we're going to be getting with them pretty soon. X22 Report, Praying Medic. Always a great podcast to listen to mm-hmm. as well. Um, our internet friends. The Wonder Woman accounts... Mm. who's largely associated with the Q movement, the conservative movement. She has so much great rabbit hole falling through Mm fact-finding stuff on her social media. She was nuked yesterday. So go and find her. She is now the real Felicia Hardy, and her IG handle is JewelThief1776, one word. Um, Kalila3, what I mean to say... Axia 4.0, 5.0, and 6.0. Follow our backup accounts. Kayla Marie, the Fit Patriot, who's going to be on the show next week. Punky Puster, the Meme Queen. Dr. Red Pill, the Bass Girls Club. There's another podcast we're going to be joining, I believe, in February. And, of course, our favorite guest, because she's been our only one, Law of One. Hmm. Um, this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. And... Uh, Regardless of how shitty it seems this week. Stay positive. Yeah. We will for surely be back next week mm-hmm. on Tuesday bringing you real grassroots conservative information amidst all of the liberal mainstream and swampy bullshit. So on behalf of the podcast, I'm Roan. Noah. Dakota. Nick. And we'll see you guys next week. Stay strong. See you in the soy fields. <laughs>